Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Snyder, and I'm podcasting from the Bondek Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today, we're following up last episode, which was should in Montessori. If you're interested, that post is still available. It's the last episode, as well as being available as a blog post on the blog, bondek.org slash blog. So it's all too easy to stumble into should. Should is judgmental and it gets in the way of following the child. It's our expectations and our prejudgments. It's also incredibly natural. After all, it's been said, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. If you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you're already running late, the car cutting in front of you is clearly driven by a jerk. When you wake up to chirping birds before your alarm goes off, that exact same car, that exact same scenario is just somebody who's in a hurry or somebody who's distracted or somebody who just didn't see you. Good thing I was paying attention. No harm, no foul. It's just about our perspective. The easiest way to change a habit is to replace it with a different one. We don't do well with stop doing that. We do well with do this instead. For instance, a mid-afternoon donut is replaced by a mid-afternoon walk around the block. Stressful evening worry is replaced with a gratitude practice. We can't just tell ourselves to stop doing something. We have to give ourselves something to do instead. Our brains are always seeking logical patterns. It's an incredibly important skill for children. And we discuss this on the blog in a post entitled The Absorbent Mind about how young children learn essentially everything using this logical patterning observation before learning becomes an overt skill. In Montessori, we're trained to observe, and it's very difficult to have those observations be value neutral. Our brains like certainty. We like black and white. And so observations and stillness naturally open the door to judgments. In some ways, this is good. We've all experienced those times when a gut reaction serves us well. That's judgment. We have to evaluate what we see. We have to make observations, and then our job is to do something. Sometimes our do something is sit on our hands and bite our tongues, but even continue to observe is something. Where we get into trouble is when we fall into should. We put our blinders on and our perspective becomes more and more narrow. The children's actions aren't learning experience for us. They're self-fulfilling prophecies. And we love affirming what we already know, what we already expect about these children. Once we fall into should and those blinders go on, it becomes more and more of a narrow focus. We see what we expect to see, which then affirms our expectations, and the cycle continues until our vision is a pinhole. So let's change that habit. By something as simple as drawing awareness to this practice, we open the door. We keep that turnstile going, and we move from the closed door of should to the incredibly open vision of could. Should be to could be. Maria Montessori was a scientist, so she would have been intimately familiar with the scientific method, which many of us remember from middle school science class. And it's clearly how she developed this whole philosophy. First, observe. What do I see? 
If we do not observe, we're not giving the children what they're ready for. We're giving them what we've decided they're ready for. It's that niggling judgment again. Second, form a question. What is this child showing me? What, if anything, do I need to do about it? We often jump straight from observation to action, and this pause, this breath, this question is what keeps us moving from should to could. What's going on here? Why might this child be acting this way? What is this child showing me? What does this child need? These questions are genuine, not rhetorical. Could this child need more time? Might this child need more challenge? Is it possible I've waited too long or rushed the child along? What can I do to help this child be successful? Third, form a hypothesis. Synthesize all your observations into an idea for what this child needs. This is another easy time for judgment, so watch yourself for should to jump in. This child needs to get their act together. This child needs to work on something age-appropriate. This child needs to stop choosing easy work. To avoid this pitfall, add one more word. Me. This child needs me to back off. This child needs me to extend more grace. This child needs me to review my album so I'm ready for their new big work tomorrow. Fourth, conduct an experiment. This takes a bit of the pressure off. This is all a fantastic experiment. There is no formula. These are not computers, these are children. They're figuring out how to do this just like we are. Let's try it. And if it works, wonderful. And if it doesn't work, wonderful. Remember, no bad days. If you're interested in more, look it up on the blog. Search no bad days. We have a whole toolbox full of other ways to try. There is only one true failing. Giving up on a child. Giving up on yourself. Thomas Edison tried 2,000 different materials in search of a filament for the light bulb. When none worked satisfactorily, his assistant complained, all of our work is in vain. We have learned nothing. And Edison replied confidently, oh, we have come a long way and we have learned a lot. We now know that there are 2,000 elements which we cannot use to make a good light bulb. Perspective. The good news is we're not trying to invent a light bulb. We're just trying to help children along this next step in their path. We have so many pieces already in place. These are all tools already in our toolbox. Maria Montessori did her experiments a hundred years ago, so we're well on our way. We have our own experience and the experience of all the guides who have done this before. We have science and research and modern psychology and neurology and families and colleagues and mentors to help us along. Finally, We analyze the data and draw a conclusion. What worked? What didn't? What kind of wonderful solution did we discover today? How can we build on this success for next time? Even if that means knowing this situation, I didn't handle it well. 
I can do better next time. This is how we finally quiet the should, and we leave space for what is truly following the child. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bondec, and email us with comments, questions, and suggestions at hello at bondec.org. We'd love to hear all the ways you quiet that should voice and turn it into what could be. So let us know. Hello at bondec.org will always receive our speedy reply. Thank you so much. Until next time.